Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, just fun another exciting little trigger warning for you. So if you are not in the mood to hear a deep conversation, we might mention some things like mental health or sexual assault or women's issues. So if you're not down for that, please don't listen or Listen and just proceed with caution. Um, or go listen to one of our other episodes. Or have a party. You know, you do you. Just only with one person because we're still in quarantine. Okay, thank you very much. Enjoy the episode. End. It, it is, oh. This is a weird situation to be in. Yeah, no, we've basically swapped roles for the day, which is... We have. Cray cray. After much trauma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're gonna make a whole no we're not. We're not gonna make a whole episode <laughs> on how we got here today, but just put it this way, it's currently ten to five and I've been set up wanting to record since three. Yay! <laughs> so Yeah, so so well, good. Really glad that we took nearly two hours to set this up and we haven't even planned what we're going to say 10 out of um, 10 we've basically tried everything possible to record this podcast long distance because if you have been listening to the episode some of the um end footage and recording of the episodes have been a bit out of sync and there's been some very weird awkward pauses in there and we were like oh we'll try and we'll see if we can change that and do a different platform and just upload it to anchor but no 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 apparently that's not possible apparently that's illegal <laughs> it's not illegal but we just couldn't work it out it is awful i hate it so uh, today on this cheeky little bonus, bonus which is taking us longer to set up than it was record um uh, no it's a buster bonus God, <laughs> it's a bonus, get, bonus. <laughs> get the branding right i'm making it a thing <laughs> we'll put a vote um, we'll put a poll on our um instagram okay we'll do that um what will what will be what what is english what will we be talking about today beth we'll be talking about the holy grail the mother oh, yes of us all the lord and savior that is fleabag and phoebe waller bridge yes queen um, Basically, as a oh no, I dropped my mic. Those that are have like been living under a rock. Um, basically, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's it's nothing to do with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's basically, rock I wouldn't mind living under. Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, mind that. Fleabag <laughs> is a British comedy written and starring. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is amazing. She's a babe. Um, she also wrote Killing Eve, but it's a lot funnier than Killing Eve. I can promise you that much. Um, and it's about this unnamed character. Yeah. Who is sort of going through life as like a late 20s, still single, has like a pretty like distant family life. Her mum's yeah. dead. You know. Everything's a bit messed up for her, and and like it's it's like the perfect sister relationship, and that her older sister is like really successful, and she's just got a cafe for guinea pigs. 
and if you have an older sister who's really successful I really really believe that you'll re relate to this because my older sister is an extremely successful training to be a vet lovely lovely person but it also makes me feel like flew back <laughs> i really i don't think my brother will ever say that i'm his successful older sister i just well, you never know this podcast could get like a billion gazillion he'd views. still find a way to fault it he probably would is oh my god i just like whacked my microphone did you hear that yeah so yeah if you haven't seen it we highly 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 recommend it we do it's on iplayer um i actually watched it first didn't i beth you did and then you put me onto it because you like, roped you in you're basically fleabag and i was like um i don't know whether to feel happy or sad about that and then i was like just watch it and then make up your own mind and then you binge watched it in like one night and you were like i, love I it. am fleabag just my life now i identify as fleabag literally i, I mean we look almost identical. identical yeah literally sisters basically are and you know i i really like the style yes um, but it'd be a great episode today the stress yes and we thought we would talk about fleabag because one we're massive fangirls and two while you're in quarantine why not binge watch it exactly see very smooth very smooth and there's a season two as well yes season two it's based on um a play i don't well obviously you need that because we've been to see the play we haven't seen um, the play it's really what bonded yeah. us together it's a one woman show with yes. steve willabridge babe and i would argue that it is funnier i than... think so to be honest it is funnier than the uh like show but it's also a bit like like when we first started watching it and she like did a bit that she reenacts in the tv show and obviously there weren't any other actors in it i felt a bit weird yeah. and then all like all like the scenes that we hadn't seen in the show before they were just amazing they were so funny it was just it, absolutely hilarious and her physical comedy is just yeah. her acting is like it I don't. If you haven't seen it, it's basically a dramatic monologue. Um, oh mm. my drama terms are coming out because I'm a drama student. Oh Check you out. Um, it's basically just a like dramatic long monologue that lasts for like an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Like, it's ridiculous, <laughs> and she's all on stage just by herself, sitting on a chair, talking, to them, which is one possibly the most difficult thing to do whilst acting, like performing. A performance just as one person is ridiculous and yeah. she pulls off so well and she has such a stage presence and i like there was no points where i was like oh this is really boring like even though there were points no. where i was like oh i've seen this on in tv and it's a lot easier to do on tv it's a lot more dynamic on tv but there were no parts where i was like oh this sucks <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, I wish we could buy the stage show on DVD or like, it was streamed somewhere. If you, because if you donate go four pounds to um, a charity, they are streaming the live version of the Fleabag performance show on the internet. I think on YouTube when? or possibly on like a website somewhere. It said in the newspaper. I don't know when. I don't know where. Is it actually Fleabag? Because I know that they are doing certain anti-National Theatre Live It is Fleabag. Cause... It's definitely Fleabag. It's, a, it's £4. Oh my god. You have to pay like £4, donate to charity and then you get it streamed live, like if you didn't catch it elsewhere. We will put it we on. We went to see it in the cinema, yeah, it was we should point out. It was amazing. 
It was so good. so good. We'll put it up on our um, Instagram. And if you want to go, like, donate charity and do something really good and then actually get some really lovely, like, content yeah. as well, it'll be really good. So what would you say your favourite things about Fleabag are? Because it's not just a comedy. No, it's not. It's it's so much more than a comedy. Oh, man. I don't know how to explain it without sounding a bit like... A douche. Yeah, like a bit of a, bit of a pretentious douchebag. But I relate to it so much. Like, there is, there have only been a couple of shows where I've watched them and I've been like, that is literally my life. Like, that is... Yeah. I feel like that. And I think that's what makes Fleabag so universal and so, like, widely loved because it is so relatable. Everybody has that dirty, horrible, like, deep-down hatred for themselves and everybody has that kind of like yeah character everybody is fleabag and that's in their own way yeah, yeah. it's so easy to put yourself in the fleabag shoes like not for me personally the i don't want to get any spoilers <laughs> but so just try just try to say what you want to say personally the loss and grief within Fleabag and the guilt and the like pain and the hypersexualization that she goes through and all of that stuff is like so close to home and that it just makes you yeah. feel alone and I think that's one thing I really love about it is the re- relatability of it oh, that's, oh, that's amazing I I just I love it I I watched it on a whim because I'd heard some bits about it and I'm a bit of an addict for binge watching so oh, I binge watched it yeah um so i binge watched it and i was like this is this is amazing why have i not heard more about this i mean this is just the best tv show i've ever watched in my life and then when we became friends again i was like babes need to watch this and you were like oh but i'm watching glee at the moment i was like you can stop watching glee and watch (laughs) glee bag i don't watch glee anymore by the way guys i stopped that because i'm not 12 years old anymore you're such a liar it's true i promise you i haven't watched glee in like a solid since last year yeah exactly this is when i told you to watch it like last summer i know fleabag replaced glee for me and then i grew up and matured and stopped behaving like a 12 year old also there are some scenes in glee that are extremely problematic like weird as we're not going to go into glee because this isn't a glee episode but that does deal with its own issues, but we will talk about that another time. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I love it. I just, I think it opens the world to a niche form of human that, yes. I mean, this was um, uh, distributed by BBC, and normally the BBC would never do anything this niche because yeah. it's got to suit everyone. Very... I learned that in my media A level days, guys. Um, <laughs> so to see this on a mainstream, you know, well, probably the most popular TV channel in the UK, and she is so unpredictable and unique and doesn't conform to any stereotype whatsoever. It's yeah. it's eye opening. <laughs> she sometimes, as well, also like, the decision she makes. She's not. The like Fleabag is not like fundamentally one of those heroes. She doesn't isn't portrayed as a hero. She isn't she, a hero. Exactly. And throughout 
the series, she is problematic. Like some of the stuff she does is really like asshole. Questionable, yeah. And, and, but she still, it doesn't make her unlovable, and it doesn't make her like unlikable. And she it's goes just because it's her, and everyone goes through those sorts of issues yeah. at some point in their lives, and they're not like. Well, one of them is like an awful, awful thing, but it's <laughs> it's not something completely unimaginable to happen in your own life. Yeah, I think she's just she's insane, and like the I'm I'm gonna try and look up a quote that I really love from it, but um, it's just the way that she is so human. I think is yeah. just beautiful, and it's just like it's that. She has like another narrative, doesn't she? Where she talks to the camera a bit, like how Eric Morgan did it from Morgan Wise. And Miranda. Um, and Miranda. Well, Miranda got it from Eric Morgan as well. So, you know, watch your documentaries, babes. Um, oh and I just I love that because it's like the inner voice in my head, and yeah. it's it's like the inner voice in my head coming out, like in the very first scene, the very first line. She says, "Direct to the camera." Yeah, and it's just so good, and I feel like she makes me feel normal <laughs> because, you know, like I said, she's a very niche sort of character, and people like us, we we would obviously relate to her, but then there are others, um, who just, who would just like feel a bit repulsed until they see like the background story of it. If you see what I mean, yeah. have you found your quote yet? I'm still looking for it, but <sighs> honestly. Oh, it's, it's basically she says, I have a horrible feeling that I'm a greedy, selfish, apathetic, brave, morally bankrupt woman who can't even call herself a feminist. <laughs> yeah, and that's so true. That is something that every single person feels, like every single woman feels, and probably person, not like morally bankrupt woman, but like you could be a morally bankrupt man as well. Like everybody goes yeah. through that self conscious and like oh it's just so good it is it's just so it's just it's just so good it's just i have made a little list of notes because it wouldn't be one of our podcasts if it wasn't um if you hadn't made a list (laughs) yes um so what where do i go excellent i really i'm gonna add i've got it i've got it um, what messages do you like that are like hidden away behind it? What do you mean, like like hidden messages that you have to kind of find in it? Yeah, like about in the second series, like about her relationship with religion and. Oh, I did love that one. I know you did, but for and... all the wrong reasons. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> um, there was, I think, the there's a bit where she um meets this older woman who's like like a little bit a little bit older not like old but a little bit old i don't want to offend anyone <laughs> but she meets this um older woman and she like tries to get with this older woman and like tries to kiss this woman and there's like a there's a nice like chat and talk about like growing old and like the like because recently I've been feeling really scared of growing old and there's a, like a really lovely chat where the woman's like oh you just gotta go out and like live your life now because you're 
so young and like as soon as you get to my age it kind of all goes to shit and there's like just some comments throughout like and one of the guys in it who's a twat by the way he's like <laughs> flea bag oh you're just tipping your prime like oh your age is you're just like just hitting a prime like you you're... I, i've already seen it but even now i'm like oh my god it, it literally and just little messages like that it's about the age and the growing old and like how women are treated as they grow old because i i didn't think that was a massive issue for me i wasn't really thinking about it until recently and i don't know why but um the fact the way that she kind of like talks about that and puts that in the like program even though it's not the central theme of it it's still there and it's still part of it and it just seems yeah. to every single aspect of feminism or maybe not every single aspect but like loads of different aspects of feminism and it doesn't it just amazes me it just does I, it, it is very much a liberal feminist show without being labeled feminist and i think that's the most compelling part about it that's the most intriguing part about it because it's like you know if you if i was to tell you oh fleabag is a liberal feminist um comedy i i, I absolutely guarantee 90 percent of people will be put off by that I'll go like why would i want to watch that that sounds really political that sounds really scary that sounds really in my face forcing feminism on me put it as the forefront of the show like the forefront of the show is Fleabag and her journey through yes life and humanity and grief and pain and all of those things but there is a heavy heavy sort of backdrop of feminism to it she is she is a single woman that lives on her own like she is too yeah exactly and she she and her best friend who was also a woman opened their own cafe and ran their own cafe and people keep offering her money she never ever takes it yeah. but there are apart from, from her sister there are, <laughs> well there are parts of it where she's like she does she is like oh shit i'm like a bad feminist like there's the bit where she's in watching the feminist lecture and it's like um would you like trade a couple of years of your life to have the what is deemed the ideal body and she puts her hand up and her sister puts her hand oh we're such bad feminists and it's almost like it is grounded and rooted in feminism but it allows you to kind of be kind to yourself about not always being this radical like out there like 100% woman loving self like feminist it is almost like we can't get away from the fact that we've been raised in a patriarchal society and we can't get away from that we're never going to be able to get away from that and we're still going to have habits that links that and we're still going to have internalized feminism uh, feminism internalized sexism mm. and all of that stuff and women are made to feel guilty if they're if they do anything if they're a bad feminist if they're a good feminist if they're like not even a feminist like women are constantly shamed and i think it just the fundamental idea of the show is just to remove shame and it does that so well yes i think it removes shame in so many areas of life like there is a bit when her business is failing she still carries on you know all of her relationships have failed she still carries on and it's it gives hope i think it gives so much hope it's just a hopeful show yeah it is and it makes it sound really sad like the way we're talking about it it is like laugh out loud it's so funny like one of it the is so funny things Fleabag says is 
do I have a massive arsehole? So like, <laughs> like straight down the camera, deadpan. Yeah. And if that doesn't set the tone for the entire series, then I don't know what does. It's just, it's just so funny, and I, I, I just, I can't rate it any more. And I tell everyone I know about it, which is really sad. Same. Since you've got me into it, I've literally told. Every single person, like every co-worker, every person that I met, like when I went to university auditions, I was like, oh, do you, have you watched Feedback? <laughs> Is that your way of making friends? Literally, and nobody really knows about it. Like, I think it's really famous. Everyone I, I, I like, told me, didn't I? I'm pretty sure it's award-winning, at least in like... Really? The, the writer's like category i swear she won awards yeah. for that but nobody knows who she is like, or they know her for killing and Eve. people might like people are right like i'm trying to speak to people our age about it and they're just like oh no i haven't seen it i'm like um okay i feel like it is meant for like because we watched this when we were like 18 i feel like it is meant for women in like their 20s yeah but and i know we're only a couple of years off that mature but women like, we are pretty mature I'm that's probably why other people our age haven't seen yeah. it i mean it might just not be um, the first thing but i think it would suit no fun, to be honest i think exactly there's always going to be some aspects of it that is going to appeal to someone oh. i i just i, I think it's I brilliant tried watching i think it's it the best show ever and it was the most awkward thing ever yeah no i would never choose willingly to watch it with family I watch it with, um, oh i'm supposed to this is supposed to be really good and i was like oh i've seen it i love it so much let's put it on and like after the first arsehole comment and she was like having sex with a man and like <laughs> slipped it in a bum and my auntie was like hmm sure this is my kind of thing there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of swearing <laughs> yeah i'm not really sure it's my vibe and she turned it off and i was like yeah don't blame you love after how <laughs> awkward it was it's totally my vibe though. so if you're looking to watch it don't watch it with your parents or any family members for that matter no it's not something oh i'm very sleepy it's not something to be watched communally it is not do you think it's shown you anything as a woman? I think it's shown me that it's okay to not always be perfect. It's shown me that how I am isn't weird. That there is a there's a, like a community for my weirdness, exactly. and I love that. Oh, shame thing! I think women are so often like forced into this. You've either got to be a perfect woman, or you've got to be a perfect feminist. And you can't yeah. be both, and you can't be either, and you can't like like being a woman, or like you can't like feminine things if you're a feminist because that makes you a bad feminist. And you can't like enjoy like have insecurities if you can't do this, and you've got to be a perfect feminist, and a perfect woman, and a perfect this, and a perfect mum, and a perfect oh my god, it's insane the amount of pressure that is put on women and people in general. Yeah, and I think it has just taught me that like. It's okay to fuck up. Like it's okay to be a dick. It's okay not to be perfect every single second of the day. It will yeah. always get better, and you will always come out of it. Like she comes out of it, and rises like a phoenix from the ashes, and she's <laughs> insane. And I think it's also shown me that there's a way to make it through the hardest losses in life, like losing people. Yeah, it's okay to grieve and go a bit crazy because that's what grief does to you and you will always yeah 
and it also normalizes the emotional release and the emotion oh bit my tongue then and the emotional reaction surrounding grief and loss because she does go a bit wild and people kind of let her get on with it but i feel like we both had our like mini wild times i'm still in it um still going you're you're still in your wild like wild grief period lasted about five years (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm i've come out of mine and i'm a lot more grown up than I ever have been um but I yeah no I did go through that time and you know for the first you know probably like couple of weeks people were like oh just let her get out of this out of her system and like six months down the line I was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse my release of how I was coping with things and I I can't remember exactly like the time period between the big thing that happened in Fleabag and um like when it's meant to be filmed do you see do you see what i mean by that like the timeline of it i don't know how long after it's meant to be but um yeah it still shows her going a bit cray cray with the grief and i you know it just normalizes that because i do you remember in school we spoke about grief in like a ps pshe lesson or something and they're like Oh, honestly, I remember it so clearly. And they were like, they had, they gave us a worksheet, and it was like, you may feel sad, you may feel alone, you may feel angry, but there's never a bit in it where it says you will go on a bender for about six yeah. months and come out the other end. You may feel really guilty, <laughs> feeling even worse than before you started the yeah. bender. There is no bit that says and that. that. And I mean, yeah. obviously, one of the stages of, of grief is guilt. I'm pretty sure. But it's the, yes. like it isn't focused on, and people don't like to talk about it because nobody likes to feel guilty about like death and losing someone and what you've done. Also, you would be seen as turning the whole situation around. Exactly, yourself. and that's a that's a massive thing. Like, or it really like the way that people presume Fleabag is selfish. Really, like, like I can relate to that a lot, and it really. Like the anger I feel for her character and her experience is so visceral and like tangible, and I'm like, oh, I just want to like beat everyone up, and because it's not fair, and it's it's just yeah, it it is so true, and it's just yeah, it's just holding all these emotions in, and it's like how how it comes out. I think yeah, it's so shitty thing. Yeah, I just love it. What I feel like Fleabag has taught me as a a young woman is, you know how in last week's episode, in the feminist episode, I said that I feel like um, I put men off because I'm so loud and so, and like I'm funny and I take control of a lot of situations and blah, blah, blah. I feel like she shows that that's normal and that I'm not the only one that's like this because a lot of the time I do feel like that I feel like I am the only I mean you know dynamic between her and her first boyfriend like like what's his name is it Harry Harry. and he's like emotional one and he's like the weak one not the weak one like the um one and he's like the typical watch like a tv series and you get that typical woman who's in the relationship yeah. and they're like vulnerable and sad and they just keep going back to the same man he's literally that and 
It's it's like that bit in like the first or second episode where he goes, I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. And she just looks in at the camera and goes, yeah. he will. It's like that <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like the roles are reversed and it, and it almost is like, it's okay to be a dickhead, whether you're a woman or a man, you can do it either way. Like don't, and you can be loud and powerful, whatever like gender you are, whatever like mm. sexuality or identity you have. And, Oh, it's just all about powerful women. And it's so good. But on the flip side of that, the big thing that happens revolves around arguably a woman being weak or like letting a man control her and her actions and her feelings. Do you, do you know, know what I'm on know. about? Do you see what I mean? I'm I'm trying to not give spoilers. I think... <laughs> I think that my personal like view of it is it's her it's because like feminists and feminism stands a lot for free sexual free sexuality and like having sexual liberation and all of that kind of stuff and it's almost like that Mm. is her hamasha and that's her downfall because it causes her so many issues but at the same time she she uses it in a toxic way but yeah i think it's a, a really important commentary on the difference between like sexual liberation and using sex as a crutch and using sex as a coping mechanism and a way to hurt yourself do you think that's what you do wow <laughs> getting deep on the path i think personally i like really struggle with like hypersexualization of myself and everybody around me not everyone around me but you know what i mean like yeah myself and almost like pimping myself out um as a way to validate (laughs) myself and make it's almost like makes me feel like i'm actually worth something and i'm if somebody down the phone is telling me oh you're really fit and you're really beautiful and all this kind of stuff I'm gonna be like oh at least somebody else sees my worth and like it means that I'm worth or if if I like was to do the deed and like that person enjoyed it or like it was it would just it it women are held a lot on their 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 sex lives and their worth is held a lot on their sex lives and whether they're good at sex or whether they're not good at sex or whether they've had sex because if you've had sex then you're a slut but if you don't have sex then you're a prude and if you tease someone like if you're like oh let's have sex then you're like "Mm, i actually don't want to have sex then you're a tease and you're like all this stuff and i've gone on a proper tangent about sex no it's so good it's so so what was what did you change your Insta bio to after oh, we went to the um, play? Emotionally unfiltered because it was such a good. Yes, that's like my favorite quote from Fleabag of all time. That's me. Uh, so we have spoken about it slightly already, but I reckon we could go into a bit more detail. Um, how do you think it? How do you think that mental health has been shown in it? How has it affected how you see your mental health? How you feel about your mental health? Oh. Go. Well, it's never explicitly said that Fleabag has 
issues with her mental health and it's never explicitly said that anybody in the um any character in the show has like difficulties with their mental health but it seems like she's suffering with ptsd due to the traumatic situation that happened with a friend i'm not gonna tell you what it is you just have to watch um i think (laughs) the way it is portrayed is so realistic i don't know obviously i don't know if phoebe or bridge has been through that herself but the depiction of it is so oh it's just it's it's actually like so raw and so painful to watch that it's perfect and it's like she gets like flashbacks to certain situation and stuff and the way it's like explored and the way she's so like she talks about her trauma so openly like she literally talks to like a taxi cab driver and tells them the entire story just straight up and I think often people think that when you some someone or when you have gone through trauma or when you have mental health issues or when you have a difficult experience in your life you're literally like you don't want to talk about it and just like oh no I don't yeah. oh I don't I don't want to talk about that I don't want to talk about that I'm not going to talk about that but there is a complete opposite side to the spectrum where you're so open about your trauma and so matter of fact about it because you're so disassociated from the situation that you're in yeah that's how yeah, I that's feel. how I'm feeling I talk about things. and it's that oversharing thing and that even though she does overshare and she does speak so matter of fact about her trauma it's literally she doesn't nobody sees the real her and nobody sees how it's really affecting her they know what's happened but they don't know her yeah like they've like at no point in the show do i feel like people ask how she is because of what happened i feel like it is just like are you okay for money like and have you got a new boyfriend and things like that people i don't think response to grief like people don't want want, that's their way of checking on her it's almost like ask her if she needs any money or ask her if she's got a boyfriend just to see how she's doing because nobody wants to talk about it's a very British thing yeah. to do, though, isn't it? So just sweep it, it under British. the rug. British people hate grief and loss and hate it. They hate it with a passion. Apart from we us. talk about it all the goddamn time. Like, I will introduce yeah. myself and be like, oh, hi, I'm Bethany. And then I'll get into a conversation with someone completely new. And by, like, five minutes into the conversation, I've told them, like, half my life story. And it's ridiculous. And there are, there are yeah. positives to that. There are negatives to that. But... I literally remember being in a club once and I was chatting to a guy and you were chatting to a guy and I just like looked over to see if you were right and I just heard you go, yeah, so my son killed himself. And I was like, Beth, you're not going to get in that it way. Worked. And he looked so awkward. It was fine. <laughs> it was pity. But like, I think there are times for that and there are times not for that, but sometimes when you experience like that, trauma it's really difficult to have that filter like you are emotionally yeah either sex um and exactly i you lose that kind of you lose the sensitivity around the subject because you're so desensitized to it because you're so broken and damaged. Yeah. yeah no i i feel like that i feel like that's how i speak about you know, like, my parents' separation and, like, when my grandparents died, I say it quite matter-of-factly now, like, oh, you know, my granny died of cancer and I basically watched her die. Like, I talk about it quite matter-of-factly like that because that is what it is and I sort of lost the emotional 
connection to, to it. it that way and it's so, it's a protective like it protects you from the pain and the difficulty yeah I know it'll probably come back and bite me um in like 10 15 20 years time but for now I'm doing great <laughs> fingers crossed it carries on fingers crossed it's all good but I think definitely what this has shown us is that mental health isn't sitting in a corner rocking you know sitting in a corner you know doing whatever like with the with beautiful mascara like running down your face it's not that at all and it never has been and it probably well it won't ever will be that she shows it perfectly i think mental health are not linear they're not like it's not going to look the same on everyone and it's not going to be the same for everyone no it's not and I think the fact that there is some sort of resemblance of her version of it it makes people like us in particular feel like okay we're not alone because we are told so like you know matter of fact in school that you know when you lose someone close to you you know you'll cry you'll feel angry you'll feel this you'll feel that but I didn't feel any of those things I just felt really like lost and you know, I just felt really empty. Still... And I feel like that's what she shows perfectly. <sighs> you okay? Hello? 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 Where did you go? Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding, I love him. <laughs> He's lovely. <laughs> he could be here. We stand, Chris. Woo-hoo. Shout out to Chris. What up, Chris? <laughs> Has he watched no, Fleabag? he would not like Fleabag. My dad is not an avid feminist. I keep trying to convert him, but he's not really... He's not... He loves... He really supports all the things feminist, but he doesn't support feminism, if that makes sense. That makes absolutely It's almost sense. like he's afraid of the name and the word feminism. As we think about that, uh, he's okay. like... He's not really into that kind of stuff. And I don't think he'd enjoy the TV show. But I've tried. Don't tell me. I've tried. I've tried really hard. um yeah so i think my last point unless you have any more is what is your favorite scene or quote or whatever from the show so this is this is i this is gonna go back to everything i've said about how feminist it is and how amazing it is and i'm not gonna prove in any way shape or form that i like any deep stuff about the show by choosing this as my favorite scene but in this F- in series two, I'm not exactly what you're gonna say. She's confessing to the fit priest, and he says, Neil. And then she's like, What? And he says, Neil, just Neil. And then she does, and then he comes round, and then they start really intensely making out. It's really beautiful. I love it so much. Oh, <laughs> is that your favorite absolute scene. favorite? I'm really struggling to pick a favourite because I have... Just, just go with what your, your hormones tell you because that's what I've done. My hormones tell me um, the bit in Series 2. I feel like we're going to have to choose bits Every from Series 1. Every single scene in Series, series 2 where series the fit two. priest is there is my favourite scene. Um, oh, I've got two now. So the first one I was initially thinking of is when... I can't even remember where she is, but she's at this, like... 
open room discussion thing and she stands up and she goes oh my god oh my god I'm, I'm oh she's that oh, okay and then she stood up yeah and then she stands there for a confession she goes i'm worried i wouldn't be such a feminist if i had bigger tits <laughs> And it's just like my absolute because I, it's just one that, like it's, so oh, it's when you say a thing to break the silence and it just makes it even more awkward. I'm I'm known yeah. to do that like that is me. Um, but the other bit I was thinking was is it in the last episode of series two where she's at like a dinner party or like no it's her it's her dad and stepmom's wedding and um her stepmom played by olivia coleman who is just she is but she is i could never hate a character more than i hate that character yeah (laughs) Yeah, but she's so funny in how she is um oh my god oh she's introducing everyone to um, oh yeah she's friends and every and she's she's trying to be like really like woke and like this is my friend yeah and like as you as she's saying it fleabag is like copying her like to camera like mouthing it and it's oh, i'm not describing it very well it. You but to watch it i have another scene exactly. that is in series two that is around that when claire um and her husband are having the argument and he's like Oh, you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that there's gonna be some spoilers in this, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, but she's like, <laughs> I want, I'm going to leave you. I want to leave you. I've, I'm in love with someone else, and I hate you because her husband's a dickhead. And he does this really emotional yeah. speech that's like straight out of a rom com. And in like all of the rom coms, the like woman would then jump into his arms and be like, "It's okay, I forgive you. I love you." And he ends it with, "Um, I'm not going to leave you unless you get on your knees and beg me to leave you because I love you." And like obviously the immediate reaction that we all have is like, oh she's she's gonna stay with him. Oh he loves her so much. And she literally gets on her knees and is like, please, please leave me. And uh, that moment is so like <laughs> funny and yet empowering. It's like you don't have to stay with someone just because like if they're a problematic person, they're a problematic person. Just because they love you doesn't mean they're gonna be good for you yeah exactly and it's just it's just it's it's a really serious matter but in a really funny way it. and i love it have you got any favorite mo- moments um, from series one no you <laughs> oh, say I your favorite, favorite and i'll think of mine when they tell yeah. stories about the guinea pig in the school and fleabag is absolutely <laughs> horrified by it I can't even repeat it properly because I don't remember it exactly. I don't Do remember, remember it exactly, it? but I know what you're talking about. Yes, and I it's can't so explain. But, it, but it's just... Oh, that was a really bad No, one. that was a good one. Don't doubt yourself. Be a feminist, Rachel. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I, my, I think my favourite moment, like the bit in the taxi where she's explaining how she lost her... A, a, a significant person. person. You know what? Life. Fuck it. Spoilers. Basically, um, um, you, if you've come this far and you haven't, you have, you just like leave now. Go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Go leave. Bye. See you later. Have you gone? Good. Are you gone? Boo is her friend and she 
dies. Um, <laughs> she yeah, she doesn't just die, she, she kills, kills herself. herself um, be... Accidentally, kind of, but that's debated because Fleabag is an unreliable narrator. Anyway, back to the story yes. at hand. Um, when she's in that taxi and she talks about um, that and like to the taxi driver and it's really awkward and then she whips out the um, statue that she stole from her stepmom and just looks in and then the rock music starts playing and I'm like, yes! It's so good! <laughs> oh, one of my favourite bits from... I just... I think Claire is so funny. We haven't oh, even mentioned oh, the pencil is, okay. bit. Looks so like a funny. Pencil. Claire is just a great character. Claire is just so And when she goes in to hug funny. Fleabag and then Fleabag like hits her in the face. <laughs> what was that? She's yeah. like, it was a hug. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but there's a bit in it in series two where she gets a haircut and she calls Fleabag crying. She's like, you need to come help me. You need to come help me. Yeah. Like it's a really serious thing. And Fleabag meets her and she just goes, it's not that bad. And then the camera pans to it and her hair is like half mm. one length, half the other. She just goes... I look like it's a pencil. Very, um, <laughs> it's very dynamic, modern cut. <laughs> hey, I, literally, I, that is one of the best monologues like, from Fleabag. The I, I kind of want the whole oh. monologue tattooed on me. Let's I do it. Let's do it. I, we're going. That's the thing we need to mention. We want to get matching Fleabag tattoos. So if there's any artists yes. out so there, you- like... Or any suggestions because we thought we could get like a yes. tattooed on us, or or a guinea pig, yes. or a quote. That's but awesome. we don't know, so let Please. us know. If and you have we any would ideas. love to hear your favourite scenes and favourite moments of Fleabag when you watch it, because you will watch it, because I will force you. No, and it doesn't so... take that long to watch. I mean, it's like, and you've got no like excuses. Episodes. You're They're all in lockdown, long. unless you're a key or essential worker. Thank you very much for doing your job, but. Everybody else, get yeah, the fuck like welcome. get on it. BBC One iPlayer, get on it. Watch it right now. Thank you. Yes, because it's just I don't feel like you can even complete no, life without it because it. And if you're sat there and you're a dude and you're like, oh, I don't know if I like it because it's all about women and feminine. You will trust me. It's fucking because there are some really exactly, and it's not just for women. It's for everybody. It's so good. Watch it, please. Thank you very much. We haven't even oh, mentioned the my God. Sorry, that was really loud and aggressive. But <laughs> my ideal partner is the fit priest. Is the fit priest. He is so beautiful. And I just want him in every way, shape or form. <laughs> and I told Beth that in real life, the actor who plays him, who's okay. Andrew Scott, Joke. is gay. And I... I've never seen destroyed. Beth the one time distressed. I'm not happy for someone being gay. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> the one time. Literally, he is so gorgeous. And if you like, I have had. Oh, after watching C- series two, I was obsessed. Like I was like, I'm never going to find one anyone as fit yeah. as the fit priest. Like it's not for me. I'm never going to be able to get in a relationship again because my expectations will always be way too high because they've been raised so much by this fit priest. I'm just going to cry. Oh, I thought of another really funny scene that I love. It's at the meal where they first meet the fit priest and um, the stepmom has the little bag and uh, Claire goes, oh, is that fair? And she goes, yes, (laughs) it's okay because it died of a (laughs) scrape. 
<laughs> it's just like something I would say to get away with having like it's a fur bag. Naturally, it's okay. It's okay, oh my god! They're all of, I can't think of. I can't think of any more favorite scenes without just mentioning all of the scenes. Because, like, yeah, yeah exactly. If that's everything, so well, that I that's haven't got anything planned because I am, as per usual, a disappointment. Um, you. <laughs> so I think our recommendation <laughs> okay. of the week should literally just be, just like listen to Fleabag. You do use. Yes. Oh, and also Killing Eve, which is also written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. It's entirely different. Yeah. And there's a season like a crime three of that coming um, out drama. Yes. Soon, yeah. So if so, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as a writer is amazing. Anyway, so if you like comedy, watch Do Fleabag. It. But if you like more serious dramatic Do it. stuff, Do watch it. Killing Eve. And just go check out everything to do with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Go look at pictures of the fit priest and cry with me, and enjoy your lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, don't forget to find us on Instagram at bb underscore podcast. Or you can email us at com and send us in any queries, any stories, any exciting things you have to say about Fleabag or anything else in your life. Keep us informed about everything that's going on. Yeah. And let us, if you do let's... end up watching it as a result of this episode, uh, let us know what you think of it. Um, or if you've already seen it, let us know what your favourite scenes are, favourite quotes are, what you love about it, what you hate about it, which is nothing. <laughs> well, it's not perfect, and that's um, the whole point, Rachel. <laughs> well, that's very true. Well Thank done, you. Beth. Well done for being philosophical. Okay, well, you we'll on- see you on Friday. In which we will be talking about episode. politics. We've already Ooh, forced our exciting. feminist opinions on you, so let's force our political opinions on you as well. <laughs> what will we do oh, next <laughs> right, well, be safe be healthy be kind uh, be happy wait what's the flea bag song that we can anyway. finish this on the one that's like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I'm doing the religious one <laughs> the religious one let's do it really religious one and then you went to do the rock one let's just finish it <laughs> wait hang on if i play it on my phone and we don't actually insert it i don't think we'll get copyright so i'll just play like a short short snippet okay do we want series one series, or series one two? og this is great okay let me try and find it okay i love I, this. I don't know where it is oh this is it oh it's an advert Just wait for it. And that's all you're going to get, guys, because otherwise we'll get copyrighted. Bye!